Okay, somehow we have made it to NFL Week 12. I don't understand how we've gotten here already, and it's already freaking Thanksgiving. But uh, I don't know how we're working either, by the way. They must be paying us overtime here at the Chunk. And by paying us overtime, I mean you get zero times two is what? It's still zero, right? Uh, we got Vinny finally on a podcast. Vinny, Vinny Portel, welcome to the Chunk Podcast. And we have Ryan Lynch on the podcast. JJ, unfortunately, couldn't make it this week. He is uh, in I, he, he might somewhere in New York or New Jersey spending some time with family like we probably should be. But instead, we're here recording a Week 12 podcast. Welcome, boys. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Be here. Boom. At the same exact time, just how we rehearsed it. Okay. <laughs> so we got a few things we want to talk about before we get into the NFL Week 12. Uh, obviously, the preview. Uh, this weekend, we are actually recording the Get to Know the Chunkers podcast, so you will hear more. And in pristine quality, I, I will add, because we're going to be in a legitimate studio. Uh, Vinny will be there. Lynch will be there. Nikki, Reggie. JJ from Long Distance, and if we're really, really lucky, we'll get Vince on a podcast as well. Um, so that'll be that's gonna be going on this weekend. It'll be a, I know you probably have been listening to us, not knowing who or what we stand for. But after this weekend, after this Get to Know the Chunkers podcast, it's gonna be really fun. And uh, I say that now because I'm gonna be a part of it, and I'm the one kind of orchestrating what's happening. But I think you'll know people probably a little more than you'd want to after this weekend so it's going to be pretty awesome uh and it's going to kick off our interview portions of the chunk podcast which we haven't really delved into but we're going to bring on some guests and actually go on some other podcasts and talk to some outsiders and uh, get some outside takes on other things that are all encompassing of sports entertainment and gaming uh it's going to be a pretty cool endeavor for the chunk universe and the chunkers alike but uh you will get to know us better and uh we will be we'll be having a lot of fun this weekend with that podcast that being said, stay tuned to at the Chunk Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and on Facebook. Like, follow, uh, a creep, I don't know, lurk, whatever you people do. Just keep doing it. It's awesome. And now we can officially get into the NFL. Uh, a Monday Night Football Week 11. I know this is the Week 12 preview podcast, but we would be remiss not to talk about what the hell happened on Monday Night Football in Week 11. Two teams that are on bye weeks in Week 12. We are talking... Kansas City Chiefs versus the Los Angeles Rams. That game was unreal. And we, I, in the preview last week when J.D. and I were talking about it, we said that this, obviously, everybody said this, potential Super Bowl matchup barring the Saints putting a damper on the Rams making it to the Super Bowl. But if we could get this game, imagine if this game was the Super Bowl. It was 54-51, to 51, highest scoring Monday night football game ever, third highest scoring NFL game of all time. It was one of the most unreal games I've ever seen in my entire life. Lynch, did you did you seem to catch any of this? Did you guys catch any of this? It was unbelievable. I caught I caught a little bit of it. I thought it was crazy that you know the stat came out after the game that the Chiefs are the first team to score fifty and lose. Um, I mean, it was just back and forth. You know, I I said it with my other friends that I was watching the game with that. Had this been the Super Bowl, I think everyone would have been extremely satisfied. Oh, yeah. that's a, That would be the understatement of the century, uh, extremely satisfied. I think it would have been it would have been the best Super Bowl ever, I think. Other than, I mean, there was, well, I guess the comeback for the Patriots was pretty intense, too. But as far as, like, nonstop action, um, it was unbelievable. Back and forth. I, I fell asleep. I dozed off, I'll admit. I dozed off for probably 15 to 20 minutes. I missed like four scores. I don't even know what the hell happened. I woke back up and, and saw the end of the game. Um, unfortunately, it did end on a turnover, a defensive play of all things. 
Um, but it was weird to see a game where it was 50, 54 to 51. You'd think that nobody played defense, but the, the defense has actually contributed a considerable amount to the scoring. So it was an all-around game, both sides of the ball. Vinny, what did you see from this one? I was really impressed by the Rams. I mean, not only to win, but, you know, they don't have Cooper Cup. Todd Gurley gets banged up early. They don't really use him like they normally do. So to yeah. still win that game and only have a couple weapons, I was really imp- impressed by that, especially Sean McVay. I mean, Jesus, <laughs> the play calling he has is insane. Yeah, he's got some cojones for sure. Uh, but, yeah, as a Cooper Cup owner, uh, he he unfortunately passed away from me on my fantasy team. Had to drop Brutal. him. Had to drop him to the uh, the waiver wire, and, and nobody picked him up. I'm shocked. Uh, we do have a couple tacos in our league. I could have swore somebody would have picked him up seeing that production. But you, as a Todd Gurley owner, had to be to, – to know that a team put up 54 points and not a single – Todd Gurley didn't contribute to any of that. How did that make you feel, man? I mean, thank God I was playing JJ. Shout out to you. But uh, <laughs> it oh. was rough, man. I was a little worried because I figure, you know, going into this game, it's – like the fantasy matchup dream scenario and Todd Gurley is one of the best players on the Rams so you got to figure he's going to get his normal 25 or 30 points <laughs> and you know he gets banged up a little early obviously that was terrifying yeah and then he comes back in he looks good but he just doesn't really get it done which was absolutely shocking so I mean thank god I pulled out the win but I would have been pretty upset if uh if Todd Gurley ended up with that score and I ended up with a loss, but thank God for that. Yeah. What was, what did he wind up finishing with? I mean, he, uh, fantasy points wise, I don't even remember what it, what it was when I looked it back was, at him. It was like 13 points or something. I mean, I had Josh Reynolds that night too, and he had like 18 and outscored him. So yeah. it, was just, it was a weird night. I actually put a waiver in for Reynolds. I had it stacked. I, I wanted, I wanted, uh, Anthony Miller, uh, Josh Reynolds. And then I was willing to settle for Jeremy Ross or, or John Ross. Um, as a fill-in for AJ Green while he was out, but you wound up getting Josh Reynolds. I was super jealous because as Cooper Cup got dropped, I was looking forward to picking up the next man up, and he didn't really show a lot in prior games when Cooper Cup was out. But in this, it looks like they're making a concerted effort to get him involved, and especially when there's 54 points on the board, you got to imagine everybody on that offense, including the tight end, for once showed up and actually had a decent game as well for the Rams. But uh, as far as an all-around team. You can't really be happy giving up 51 points, but in that game with two unbelievably power, high-powered offenses, I think you got to be very happy that you came away with the win and they're still they're now 10 and 1 moving on. But they did get they did get pretty manhandled by the Saints. I I don't know. The Saints to me are unreal and they're doing the same thing. They're putting up 48 48 50 points a game as well. I don't know what's going to happen come playoff times, but to me, no other team no, no other teams are even remotely close to those three. And if I'd be absolutely shocked if if it wasn't at least one of those three in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I just recently went into like a Super Bowl pool with a couple of friends. We each got, I think it was three teams and it was like $20. And it's basically winner take all. If you, if someone gets the winner, you know. Yeah. With four people being in there and, you know, 12 teams being picked, you're hoping that one of us is smart enough to get the winner. Um, I draw, I drew the the Saints, so I think the Saints have the highest upside. Yeah. And I think the defense is slowly figuring it out. I think the, the trades that they've made yeah. with, like, an Eli Apple coming in is helping. So I, I'm interested to see them, you know, the next couple of weeks playing against a, a couple decent 
offenses. Yeah, their defense as of late has shown more than the other two, or all three of them. You know, I don't know. Just as a whole, they look like the most complete team right now, and they've proven it against the Rams, who just, you know, the Saints beat the Rams and the Rams beat the Chiefs. So you got to imagine Saints are still on top of everything there. I get. I mean, that's how it's simple, right? I mean, that, that that's layman's terms. That's what that means. So, except for sometimes the Buffalo Bills beat the Vikings by a lot and then come back the next week and you know what just forget everything I just said we'll just keep moving on so yeah that was the one of the most unreal games I've ever seen and if we can get anything remotely close to that in the Super Bowl I just want to see either Saints Rams make it out and if the Chiefs make it to the Super Bowl with against one of them's we're we've got to be due for an amazing game which I guess now that we we hype it up as much as we possibly can it's probably going to be like a 14 to 17 you know basic basic bitch game you know what I'm saying but we can we can move right on to week 12 in the NFL. Uh, we will not be seeing the Kansas City Chiefs or the Los Angeles Rams this week. And I just so happened to get lucky enough to play Vinny this week, who has Todd Gurley on his bye week. So a crisis averted. I don't have to face Todd Gurley this week. Yeah, lucky you, man. It's definitely <laughs> going to be like a rough week for me. Probably just going to take this loss and hope I pray I make it in the playoffs. Uh, I, I think you're sitting pretty fine. I mean, I think you'll be okay. Uh, there's still one more week, obviously, before the playoffs start. And even if you if you want to just concede right now, I can go in as the uh, uh, the commissioner and I can just give you the L without even having to oh, try. Save you the humiliation. How of you. <laughs> yes, I'll just put you down nice and easy, old yeller style in the back. Uh, but no, I, I am I am feeling pretty good about myself not having to. It's not like I, it's something I did, but I just happened to to line up that way. I totally didn't change the schedule before, after the draft. I can tell you that. No, I really didn't. I really didn't. It just worked out this way. But we'll start off. I know there's three games on Thanksgiving. If you're listening on Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving to you. If you're listening after Thanksgiving, I'm so sorry I didn't get this message to you in time. But it was probably miserable because I didn't. Maybe you're enjoying Black Friday. I don't know whatever you're doing. But first game on the docket is 12.30, 30 minutes earlier than a Sunday. We're going to get the treat of the Chicago Bears taking on your Detroit Lions, Vinny. What are you looking to see from your Lions in this game? You think they can take it? They can take the win here on Thanksgiving. Well, uh, Trubisky's out, so that's looking great. And I mean, the Bears played on Sunday night, so that's a quick turnaround. So in a normal game, no, the Lions would have like no shot. We've seen what Khalil Mack and that defense can do to way better offenses than the Lions, especially after they lost Tate. But um, yeah, this game is a little different with all those circumstances. So I think they got a pretty good chance. I mean, Carry On's out. Marvin Jones is out, so it better be the Kenny Galladay show or, like, you know, nothing. But uh, I think they can do it at home without Trubisky, like I said. So if they have a shot, this is going to be the game. Yeah, speaking of Kenny Galladay, uh, Lynch and I just completed a a last second. It was like the trade deadline trade. Uh, I gave up Kenny Galladay and Traquan Smith for Joseph Mixon. Uh, So I got to imagine – Lynch is feeling pretty good about this game, having Kenny Galladay on his team. I would have been just as happy to have him this week as well. I think he's going to go off and at the very least be peppered with targets. I mean, it's not like there's – I can't even really name anybody else. Bruce Ellington is the next best, I guess, on that TJ offense. TJ Jones is the other guy. He's like he's like the Golden Tate type, just like a receiver type. But yeah. Like, I mean, with Marvin Jones out, yeah, you're going to go red zone looks. Kenny Galladay probably like – close to 90 percent like who else are you gonna look at really? yeah for sure uh lynch what about you man are you thinking you thinking you feeling pretty good about having galladay on your team right now or are you having like some some seller's remorse or buyer's remorse 
Uh, I wish I didn't have to give up Mixon to get him, but I do like having Galladay on my team. Um, I do also think that the Bears defense does pretty well, seeing how they just played two weeks ago, and the Bears defense, uh, I believe, got six or seven sacks that game. So I think they'll go back to work and you know attack that Lions offensive line, especially the fact that the Lions will probably have to drop back and throw 50 times this game rather than hand the ball off to carry on a little bit. Theo Riddick's going to catch 15 balls this game just out of nowhere. Uh, I don't understand. He hovers around, hangs around just long enough to get his opportunity, usually around this time of the season. So uh, I don't know who has him in our league, but I, I did go looking for him, and he was not available. Um, not that I, I, don't, was, not, I don't even know who their other running back is because Theo Riddick's not going to get the ball 20 times a game. They got Garrett Blount. Yeah, they got big boy Blount. Hurt? Yeah, the smoking blunts in the backfield. <laughs> <laughs> I I wouldn't be shocked if he plotted in for a touchdown. He's he's pretty good at plotting around. So okay, pick wise, I haven't laid my picks down, but I'm actually going to write this down as we go. Um, if Trubisky's out, Bears versus Lions, but it's not like I don't know. See, what's the equivalent? Trubisky's out. I don't know who's the next man up there. They're not going to sign Jay Cutler for a game. Who who's going to play there? It's Chase Daniel. Ooh, Chase Daniels. I like Robin that. the cradle, Robin the cradle more so than Sam Bradford has. I'm, I, I nobody's done that more than Sam Bradford. I think honestly, I, I think I'm going to take the Bears in this one. No offense, Vinny. I, I Trubisky being out is is not good for them, obviously offensively. But Carryon Johnson and Marvin Jones being out for the Lions is going to severely hurt their and limit their offense. It's going to make it very easy to me for a defense that was it's already really good. It's just going to make it much easier for them to get the job done. I think the defense may even outscore the Lions on their own. That's my bold prediction for this one. I know Vinny's about to throw up in his mouth right now. But just I'm gonna... rip my heart out, man. <laughs> no, hey, I'm just saying, man. Welcome to the podcast, Vinny. Uh, the Lions suck. No. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick the Bears for this one. Um, what, what did you guys wind up picking? Oh, yeah. I'm going Lions all the way. Can't can't not do that. Come on, man. Okay. That's fair. I went I... – I want the Bears for the reasons I mentioned. Okay, that's fair. All right, we can move on from that one. The next game, uh, right around dinner time. I don't know. You might you might be eating. I don't know what time everybody everybody eats at a different time on Thanksgiving. What time do you guys eat on Thanksgiving? Usually, usually it's like three for me. Like three thirty, four o'clock. Nice sweet spot. Four thirty game just starts. It's a beautiful time. Yeah, right around there, and then you can eat second second dinner. You know, come. 7 30 8 o'clock yeah so okay so right around dinner time uh you'll be able to be blessed by the colt mccoy show uh it's the washington redskins taking on the dallas cowboys in dallas on thanksgiving uh what do you guys what do you guys hope to see from this one uh vinnie what do you think i mean it's kind of unfortunate that we have to see colt mccoy and like all those receivers out really like chris thompson's out too so really they just have jordan reed like that's not going to be a whole lot of fun, but uh, it should be interesting. I mean, they they have a decent defense, so if they can, can kind of contain the Cowboys, um, maybe they'll keep it close. But it's going to be probably one of those typical Thanksgiving Day games between the Cowboys and Redskins. It seems like twenty-one to seventeen or something like that. I, I'm, I'm sure, sure the Cowboys will win. That's who I'm picking. I can't imagine it's going to be that fun to watch, uh, except for yeah. unless you're a gigantic Colt McCoy fan, which I am, the leader of the bandwagon. I I got to be honest in college. Totally disliked the guy, but for some reason when he went to the NFL, just I, I the name Madden, I think I overused him in Madden. I just chucked it with him. I might have had like a, a crazy good game with him in Madden for some reason. I don't even know how. But Colt McCoy, man, he's a he's a folk legend, I think, in in my household. 
So I, I personally, I do think the Redskins defense, I, as a fantasy owner of the Redskins defense, I think their defense is totally legit. They, they score a pretty decent amount of fantasy-wise. Even against good offenses, they always find a way to create turnovers and get some sacks. Uh, and I think that's just enough to disrupt the Cowboys. I'm going to take the Redskins, the, the away team in this game. Uh, Lynch, what about you, man? Uh, I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I, th- I think they do just enough to win. But I do agree with you guys. I, it is going to be pretty boring. I think it's you know it's a homecoming game for Colt McCoy. Not saying that he hasn't played there before because you know he's from Texas. Yeah. He's been around the league for a little bit. I think he's going to come back. I think he's going to play okay. Um, but I mean, like Vinny said, who's he going to throw the ball to? I... Uh, and then I think I think on the other side, you know, the Cowboys are going to feed Zeke, and you get to see Zeke gobble on uh, Thanksgiving. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I think I think Zeke Elliott's going to going to feast pretty hard. But I also think Dak, Dak turns the ball over a few times, and Amari Cooper drops the ball at least 15 times this game. Uh, and I'm being totally sarcastic, but it could it's very well possible. Uh, I don't know. I have no faith in Amari Cooper. But I, w- I do think we're selling Colt McCoy a little short here, and I, I'll stop. I'll, I'll get off this bandwagon. I don't know why I'm talking about him so much. It's just so fun to say Colt McCoy. Uh, but I think we're going to be surprised by how the offense actually is improved under Colt McCoy. I think when a backup, especially like him, comes in and has literally nothing to lose, I honestly didn't even remember. I didn't even know he was still in the league as a backup. I had no idea he was still hanging around. I think this is almost like a Fitzpatrick situation where it's just like the dude doesn't care anymore. That the, you know They're just going to do what they got to do. I think he slings it. I think it's stupid. But him, him slinging it with, uh, with Adrian Peterson in the backfield, I think their offense is going to put up a decent amount of points. I, I, and it does suck that Chris Thompson's, like, dead. I don't know what happened to them or, or what happened to him or why they didn't put him on IR. But he's been – every single week I get a notification. It's like, Chris Thompson's out for this game. Why not just put him on IR? It's literally been, like, nine weeks. I don't understand what the hell's going on there. Um, but aside from that, I do think the Redskins win. Um, but you guys both taking the Cowboys on this one? Yeah, I mean, Colt probably can't be worse than Alex Smith, but still taking the Cowboys at home. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I can't bring myself to pick the Cowboys, and I regret it every single week. Uh, they always wind up, not always, but every time I pick against them, they just they wind up winning, and, and here we are. Uh, this one should be pretty much uh, pretty easy to pick, I think, for most of us. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons versus New, New Orleans Saints. It's basically the NFC's, I don't know, it's like the poor man's version of the Monday night football game. Uh, it, it's the Saints who are, I'm sure will put up the points, and then the Falcons who everyone assumes are able to put up the points because, hey, man, they got, they got Julio Jones still, right? But I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Saints will put up points comparable to the Monday night football game just out of spite. They probably were watching that and were like, dude, we're better than these teams. Let's drop a 60-bagger on them. Uh, I don't think they'll reach 60, but I do think it's very possible the Saints obliterate the Falcons here uh, on Thanksgiving night. Yeah, I want it to be like that Monday night game, but I have a feeling it's going to be more like that Eagles-Saints game last week. It's just like (laughs) they both have good offenses, but the Falcons are just so overmatched. Not only do they have a bad defense, but with the Saints having a decent defense, I mean, it's going to be tough for them to just keep slinging it and just keep up with them. I don't know how many teams can, and I don't know. It's probably probably going to be rough, but I'm hoping it's a more of a shootout than we uh, we expect. Yeah, I th- I think out of all the games, this has the most potential for a shootout. And I think after after the first two games, I don't think I think we're going to be ready for a shootout. I think we're everyone's going to be praying for a shootout because I don't think the first two games are going to be great. 
entertaining at least football game. So I'm hoping this one's at least a little more, a little bit more entertaining before the Saints pop the top off and blow them out. But uh, Lynch, what about you, man? What are you thinking? I think the Saints uh, are going to win pretty handily. Um, I do find it interesting, I guess, from a fantasy perspective that the usage of Tevin Coleman has gone up ever since the bye week. So I do think you'll see a decent week out of Tevin Coleman out of the backfield, whether it's, you know, catching screen passes, catching, you know, design plays where that, you know, he gets the ball on level like angle routes. But I think Julio is going to Julio because we've seen him get into the end zone now. And I don't think, you know, obviously with very many teams in the league, there's not very many people that can hope to slow him down. The only thing that ever slows him down is his own team or the fact that he gets injured or the red zone, you know, the red zone is a scary place for him. Uh, or his own team. (laughs) Yeah. I'm obviously, yes. Uh, I I do think Julio Jones is going to, is going to do what he does. Obviously every single week, it it doesn't really matter who he's pretty much matchup proof. I don't think there's anybody that can really stop him, but I guess it's just a matter of, of Matt Ryan being able to get him the ball is what you're saying. Uh, I I think it's pretty unanimous. We are all going to pick the saints here. They, until they show otherwise there to me, I don't know. I, I, I'd give them the best team in the NFL going right now as far as complete NFL team, both sides of the ball, because um, they can score They can score the same amount of points as the Chiefs and the Rams, and I, to me, their defense is better. So uh, moving on, that's, that'll wrap up Thanksgiving. So we'll get, it, we'll get a slate of three games, and then we'll get a much smaller – this is the, the saddest part about this is that you get three games on Thanksgiving, which is good. You get to watch football. But come Sunday when it's red zone time, it's you know it slows down a lot. I think a little. There's not as much going on because there's just so many other games going on. You still have the, the the Sunday night, the Monday night, and then the three on Thanksgiving. So it's a little bit less on Sunday. But to start Sunday off, we're going New York Giants taking on. I don't even know how to explain what's going on in Philadelphia with the Eagles. What the way both of these teams have been playing? You expect it out of the Giants because I mean Eli Manning is is beyond himself. I think at this point. I think it's it's definitely done there for him. But you, the Eagles just won the freaking Super Bowl. What the hell is going on with them? I mean, the way I see it, I think the run game is kind of the lack of a run game is really hurting them. Obviously, they the running backs got hurt. They've had offensive linemen get hurt. Carson Wentz isn't as much of a threat to run the ball as much as he used to in the way that he used to. So defenses don't have to necessarily be worried about that as much and. I mean, maybe Wentz is a little rusty. I don't know. He didn't really look that good last week. He was underthrowing the ball a lot. So who knows what it is, really. Nobody has the answer. But this is definitely not the game we expected. I think, personally, Eagles still pull it out. But I think it's going to be pretty close, probably within one score. I don't know. I thought I thought Wentz had a pretty good game last week. It looked like here he said he scored 84 points. <laughs> oh no! Wait, you that's move the decimal. Yeah, move the decimal. <laughs> oh wait, never mind. It's it's point eight four. Sorry, that's uh oh, that's, that's pretty rough. Yeah, I don't know. The Eagles are are definitely in a slump, and it's a Super Bowl hangover for them. The question is now: Are they even going to make the playoffs? Uh, Lynch, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen in this one? Um, I think I think this might be a get right spot for the Eagles, but I do think I think this game has sneaky shootout capability on the weekend. I think it may be you know. A Renz, a, your red zone special on Sunday because, you know, like you said, the red zone kind of gets a little boring when we have these holiday slates. Um, I think the red zone could be filled with OBJ touchdowns, Saquon touchdowns. 
I would say an Alshon touchdown, but I don't know what Alshon's doing over there. I think it's probably going to be like a Zach Ertz type of day. Yeah, he actually had a pretty down week last week as well. That whole offense, I guess. I, I mean, when when your starting quarterback only puts doesn't even put up a single fantasy point, that's uh, yeah, that's pretty rough. So, I, I but you know what's who's going to be enjoying this game is Blake, who has invested heavily in the uh, the New York Giants offense. With, but he has the two best players, Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham, have been absolutely feasting, and he actually isn't out of contention yet, which is shocking to me. Uh, the the as the playoff race is kind of shaken out, um, it, it looks like at this point Nick has all but locked up the top seed uh, with a two game lead with two games left. I don't I don't really see how he's going to drop the ball there, but there is some interesting back and forths between you two. And Jimmy as well, uh, all at seven and four, looking for that two spot. And I'm hoping all y'all lose so I can jump above you. But speaking, of, it's it's amazing to me how even Reggie, who's sitting at four and seven right now, granted, it's it's a long shot for him to make the playoffs. He's going to have to win out, like handily, get his points up, and then find a way to slide into the back end. But it's not impossible for him to make the playoffs either. But like you said, in this game. Blake Blake needs Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham to at least put up probably 30 apiece because that is his entire team for a dude who's still starting Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I don't understand how. <laughs> he doubled down in the comments, too. Remember there was some trade talk? People were offering him quarterbacks. I bet uh, I bet Vinny would have loved to get rid of – were you trying to get rid of Luck? I was trying to get rid of anybody. I just, I've had two quarterbacks all year. I need and In this league, we start three wide receivers and two flex, so – I mean, I need depth, and Blake's just like, no, no, I have Fitz Magic, bro. It's like, <laughs> dude, what are you doing? Yes, he doubled down on Fitzpatrick, who, by the way, at this point, for the Buccaneers, it doesn't really matter who who starts the game. Somebody else is finishing it. It's like this thing back and forth. My my solution to this problem for the Buccaneers, which I, I don't even know. Let's, let's actually hold off on this. I'll give it. We're about to get to the Bucs game in a minute. I'll give my solution for them, their keys to victory when we when we go over them taking on the 49ers. But in this game, I think I do think the Eagles make right uh, for the New York Giants. I think they take them down. Philadelphia Eagles get the win here. That's what I'm thinking. Especially, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Especially in Philadelphia, I think that's the case. Uh, so let's move on. Let's go on to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who literally did almost 99% of everything right until uh, up against the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. Until it went off the rails in like the last five minutes and they choked. It was like the ultimate choke job for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Vintage Jags. Um, they, they took the L last week um, when they had the game dead to rights against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But they do have a little softball here against the Buffalo Bills. In Buffalo, though, I don't know if that changes anything for anyone, but I couldn't even tell you who's starting. Is it Josh Allen or is it Matt Barkley? I, I don't even know who's starting for the Bills anymore at quarterback. I honestly have no idea. I, I can look it up right now, but I mean, I, either yeah. way, it's pretty ugly. Yeah. Um, you know, Matt Barkley is, you know, a shell of what it was expected of him coming out of USC. But, I mean, that defense is going to be what, you know, is going to have to keep them in the game. And then, honestly, going up against Bortles, who knows, you know, they might catch three pick sixes because Bortles <laughs> seems to, you know, love throwing to the other team rather than his own team. Yeah, that's fair. I think we don't have to spend too much time on this game, though. I, I'm picking the Jaguars. They, they, they are a really competent football team. It's just sometimes they don't put it all together, and, and more times than not, I should say. But against a team like the Bills, I can't imagine them squandering this after after the loss they took last week. So I'm picking the Jaguars in this one. What about you guys? 
Yeah, I'm picking the Jags as well. I just looked it up. It looks like Josh Allen's going to start. So, I mean, I guess they got a shot. But, uh, yeah, this is one of the more uh, awful games of the week to watch, probably. A lot of running, probably in the snow. So, yeah, I think Jags probably sneak out like a 12-9 terrible oh, game God, or something like that. That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually going to pick an upset here, and I think I'm going to go with the Bills Ooh. because I disrespect Blake Bortles that much. And I think I heard it, I believe, yesterday on the radio, and they basically said if they're not going to allow Bortles to throw, they might as well replace them this year. Dang. All right. Well, I mean, they had every opportunity at the trade deadline to get some sort of backup or, or help along the line, but they stood by their man, and this is where they're at. So. I do think they'll take the win, though, in this one. But Lynch calling an upset, picking the Bills. Uh, Seattle Seahawks taking on the Carolina Panthers. I do think this is going to be a pretty decent game, at least down to the end. I think these two teams are pretty evenly matched. Um, uh, Russell Wilson taking on Cam Newton. Uh, I'm going to take – it's in Carolina. I'm going to take the Panthers on this one. I think they have the edge. Uh, D- like DJ Moore is coming on pretty strong. Is that That is DJ Moore, right? DJ Or is that – I feel like DJ Moore is on both of these teams. Is there a DJ Moore on both of these teams, or is it David Moore? There's a DJ Moore on Panthers and a David Moore on the Seahawks. Oh, can we get less Moors out there? You know what I'm saying? I don't. There's too many Moors. I don't want any more of those. But I'm going to take the Carolina Panthers in this one at home in Carolina. What are you guys thinking? Yeah, I'm thinking the Seahawks take this one, actually. I mean, Ooh. I don't know. The Panthers, Panthers have been looking good l- lately. I mean, they did lose the Lions, but they look better in the second half. But... I don't know. I like the I like the Seahawks. They look good against the Packers. I'm a big fan of Russell Wilson down the stretch, so I think they got this one. And I'm actually going to go with the Panthers as well. Um, I I'm interested to see because I saw Funchess didn't practice today. Um, as a DJ Moore owner, someone yeah. that might be trying to get rid of him. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see if Funches is out, how does that affect DJ Moore? Because DJ Moore has been getting all his playing time because Torrey Smith has been out. And now Torrey Smith is back. So I'm seeing DJ Moore dropping in production. But I still think that that is going to end up helping like a Greg Olson continue to thrive in the offense, even though he, you know, seems like he's been around for 25 years now. Yeah. He still catches a touchdown pass. Every single week, it seems like, he's even new, if it's just one catch, one touchdown. Yeah, he's the new Jason points. Witten. He's the new Jason Witten. That's all we got right now. And he honestly, if he retired, he'd probably be better than him in the booth too. So, uh, anyway, anybody would be. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, I mean, everyone's taking the jab, obviously, at Jason Witten. But you know, he's out there doing his thing. He's getting paid. I'm not, I'm not going to knock him for it. But okay, so Lynch and I are on the Panthers. Vinny's taking the Seahawks. We will move on to to me. Got to be the best team in the NFL, the Oakland Raiders. Taking on the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore. You got to be picking the Raiders here, right? Game of the week. Game of the week. This has got game of the week potential written all over. Game of the season, maybe. Uh, But uh, Baltimore Ravens, okay, listen, jokes aside, they're the better football team here. Obviously, the Raiders could be going up against anybody in the NFL, and they would be the lesser of the two. Um, so I think it's pretty it's pretty obvious here. The Baltimore Ravens, I'm taking them. I'm, I'm sure you guys are on the – I don't want to speak for you, but I'd imagine you're on the same board. Uh, Gus Edwards, who the hell is this man? He came out of nowhere last week with Lamar Jackson starting. It looks like Lamar Jackson's going to get to start again this week with Flack out. Um, what the hell is going on with that? The, Lamar Jackson with like 27 carries as a quarterback. There's a lot going on there on, on the Ravens' side of the ball, and I need somebody to explain to me what the hell's going on. Lamar Jackson is 
going to score 20 fantasy points this week. That is a bold prediction. Okay. Um, I do believe that it's going to be a lot of stuff on the ground, though. So if you own any pass catchers, I would stay far, far away from them. Um, but I think Lamar Jackson is going to, you know, get around that 20 carry mark. I didn't watch any of the game last week. I have no idea why he ran that much, but I could see it, you know, being a very similar game plan. And the Raiders are not very good, even though they won last week. I, I want to say it had something to do with the conditioning of all season when Lamar Jackson came in to do these like gadget plays. The dude like hardly ever threw the ball in the first place. So he's just conditioned to, okay, ball's in my hand. I'll see you guys later. And he just takes off running. Like that's just in his mind now. It did kind of seem like he was afraid to throw the ball, and I also didn't really seem like anybody wanted him to throw the ball, which is weird because he's a pretty talented quarterback in college. I don't know why they they're so afraid, or he's so afraid. It's like it's like the Markel Fultz yips. Uh, I, maybe it's not that bad, but uh, it did kind of seem like he was averse to throwing. Like he just didn't want anything to do with it. Vinny, what did you see? Yeah, I agree. I think they need a little bit of a, a little bit more balance with passing and uh, running because I think defenses kind of just started to expect it after he did it so many times. I think he had like 20 carries or something like that. Ridiculous. So it's kind of obvious what they want to do with him. But I don't know. I think they need to figure that out. But on defense, like this is a nightmare matchup for the Raiders. I think the Ravens could just out defense could outscore the Raiders whole team. So. Yeah, I'm taking the Ravens all the way. I think they're going to kill them. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I get I get what Gruden's doing there with all the draft picks, and, and this is obviously total tankage going on, but, I mean, it's it's kind of sad. But, I mean, who does he, who does what does he care? It's not like he owes it to the Oakland fans. They're freaking leaving. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't care if I'm doing this for anybody. We're not even going to be here. You know what I mean? I, which I don't even think it's not, it's not even next season when it starts, is it? I think it, it's two. It's two. It's still two it's more next years. Season they're in Oakland again, and then so dumb. they leave the next year. So stupid. If I'm if I'm in Oakland and I was or a Raiders fan, this would be me done. I'd be like, look, I'm not supporting you. I'm not going to your games. You guys are leaving. Why would I pay my precious money to go to the stadium and watch you guys get manhandled by other teams? It doesn't make any sense to me. And they're leaving anyway. So this is basically like. This is how they're going to go out in Oakland. Like they've had this legacy. They've been there for for not forever, but I mean, it, quite a while. And this is just big middle finger to all the people who in Oakland who have been like supportive of the Raiders. They're just like, peace out, and on our way out, we're just going to take a big crap right here in this stadium, and this is how you're going to remember us. Um, but yeah, Ravens all day in this matchup, no brainer. Now moving on, San Francisco 49ers taking on Ryan Fitzpat. No wait. Jameis Winston's no wait I don't know whose team it is anymore but it's probably both at this point uh, I think it's Jameis Winston's getting the start in this one in Tampa the Buccaneers are taking on the San Francisco 49ers uh, I have a solution we talked about it a couple minutes ago the solution to for basically the Bucks can go undefeated the rest of the season and here's how start for this week this is how it would play out you've already announced Jameis Winston's the starter okay you roll Jameis Winston out there for I don't know, half the first quarter, maybe eight minutes, right? And before it goes off the rails, because you know it's coming, pull him from the game and put in Fitzpatrick. Whoever comes in in the second half or whoever comes in after who the starter lights it up, and it's a beautiful it's a beautiful game. That's how you do it, back and forth. So they do it in this one, start Winston, pull him in the first quarter, throw in Fitzpatrick, announce him as the starter for next week, do the same thing to him. Pull him in the first quarter, bring in Winston. You got yourself an elite quarterback winning every game the rest of the season. What do you guys think? 
I hate the idea as a Bucks <laughs> fan, but it makes sense. Um, but I honestly don't know. I, I, I think I tweeted it out last week. Um, if they weren't just going to start Jameis the rest of the season, they might as well release him. Um, so I'm glad that from that standpoint, he's getting the start. But I just want them to have a quarterback next year. And I don't see a quarterback that I you know want them to draft in the first round. Yeah. yeah, I wonder what Josh Freeman's up to, man. Oh, legend. <laughs> I think he might still be playing in that, like, semi-pro league. Yeah, the last time I heard him, he was in, like, he was on, like, the New York team, and he threw, like, five touchdowns and seven interceptions. It was Sign that, him up. Was that arena football, or is that still a thing? I don't even know. I, I could imagine him, you know, banging around over there. But, okay, so, uh, and I'll, and I'll yeah, I guess, just keep it real here. What are we doing? It's the San Francisco 49ers in Tampa Bay with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who are you guys picking? Because I'll, I'll say my pick right out the gate. I think the 49ers are going to win this game. I think I think their defense is better. I think I honestly really like Nick Mullins. I, I think the dude's legit. I think he can sling it. I don't even know where he came from. I couldn't give you anything else other than his name. I don't even know his jersey number at this point. But I've <laughs> seen enough from him. to, to they, they can move the ball. And as long as Greg Kittle's on the field, Greg Kittle's a legend. That's I'm picking the Niners. <laughs> George, <laughs> George, Greg, Jesus. All right, listen. He's Same been on my fantasy. Greg, I, I, it's we're that close. We're that close. So you know, <laughs> he, he calls me up on the weekends. I call him Greg. So yeah, I got San Fran as well. I mean, I just have faith in Kyle Shanahan and no faith in the Bucks. Really, that's my only analysis there. And I mean, their quarterback situation is just like a mess. Although I see the over under for this is fifty four and a half, so I guess Vegas is expecting a little bit of a shootout here. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. But yeah, I think San Fran pulls away. Uh, Tampa is just absolute dumpster fire right now. Hey man, I- I'm picking the Bucks <laughs> um, mainly because I'm a Bucks fan, and I think their offense is good enough. I think now that Jameis is starting i think cam Brate becomes a little bit more viable for fantasy because also because oj is on ir um so Jameis always seems to throw to four people and he neglects to throw the ball to deshaun jackson and oj howard a lot yeah so he likes throwing the ball to chris godwin mike evans adam humphreys and cam Brate. Okay, so I mean, look. So obviously, as a Buck fan, I respect it. I, I appreciate you. I, I, this game to me, it could go either way, obviously. Uh, but if you're gonna make me pick, I'm picking the 49ers. And if I was a fan of either of these teams, I would pick them. No brainer. Uh, and it is in Tampa Bay, so there is a legit shot, little home field advantage that you know. I, I think there's it's a legit possibility the Bucks win. Not that it's gonna cure any of the the craziness that's happening. I, I mean, unless Winston can make it through the entire game without the turnover. But I don't think that's possible. He's pretty good at throwing those. Impossible. Or, yeah, exactly. I think it's been like every single game he started in like the past like what year or two. I don't even know that he's got at least one turnover. Um, but either way, I, I I think the 49ers win. Uh, Vinny thinks the 49ers win, and Lynch taking the Bucks. I respect it. Uh, moving you on. You know Nick. You know Nick Mullins broke uh, Brett Favre's records at Southern Miss. That's because he's a legend, dude. I'm telling you. I'm t- he's so good. I, I but I did not know that though. But thank you for the tidbit. Now I know one little fact about Nick Mullins, and I'll keep that with me to the grave. Uh, moving on, Cleveland Browns taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Bengals uh, with AJ Green. There's a whole thing going on. Apparently, he's saying they're they're saying they're going to roll him out there this weekend. In my head, I, I I'm sure it's a decoy roll. But as a fantasy owner, 
I'm overly optimistic, and I'm going to roll him out and expect a thousand points from him. Even though I, I'm sure by the That's end of the L. yeah, I'm sure by the end of the end of the day, I'm going to get I'm going to probably get like a like a donut from him, a freaking goose egg. But in this game, I'm going to take the Bengals. I do think they're the better team, but the way the Browns are playing last week, they look pretty good. Well, they didn't play last week, so that's know. what I meant. The la- the last week, but I mean, like before, obviously, Nick Chubb went off for like 170 yards, and 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 Mayfield was popping off. It all looked like it was coming together, but you're right. Maybe a bye week could derail the fun. But the last time they played, they did look legit, and they looked like they were actually coming together uh, as a team. It looked pretty good. If they can come back out uh, out of the bye week and just maybe they watch that tape over and over and over again for a week straight. They can come out and try to duplicate that. It would be a pretty good game, but I, I, the Bengals need this too much. I don't, and especially in Cincinnati, I don't think they let this one slip away. Yeah, I tend to agree with you. Um, the Bengals are tied with the Ravens right now, um, and the Dolphins, and I believe there's another team that's oh, and the Colts and Titans, all for like that last spot in the wild card. Um, so I think. Like you said, the Bengals need it too much. I think the Bengals are going to win. Um, I feel bad for giving up Joe Mixon. But like you said, that that Cleveland defense is kind of good. Um, so I'm not overly optimistic on the Bengals' fantasy output this week. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Andy Dalton just does just enough to win the game. Yeah. Mainly because I think Baker, you know, forces the issue one time too many and you know throws a pick in a key spot yeah well as a completely unbiased owner of aj green and joe mixon dude they're both gonna pop off for at least two touchdowns let's be real here i mean come on it's definitely (laughs) gonna happen Vinny, what do you think you're gonna see from this one too much too much faith in (laughs) in the ginger andy dalton oh yeah i got uh, i got the Bengals as well i like what the browns have been doing with duke johnson getting in the ball and nick chubb's been awesome as well but yeah, like you said, like you guys said, the Bengals need this game too much. If they really have AJ Green back, then they have a huge advantage there. Even though the Browns have a good defense, yeah, I, I don't see them winning it. I think even if he does come back and play a decoy role, it will help the offense. I mean, it, Tyler Boyd desperately needs just the shell of AJ Green back on the field to be as productive as he has been. And the same for same goes for Joe Mixon. If AJ Green's on the field, they at least have to respect the fact that he's standing there. He may not get the targets, which is fine with me because now I have Joe Mixon on my fantasy team. So, sure, if he helps Mixon out, maybe he can kind of balance each other out. But, yeah, as long as he's – it's encouraging to me that he's even playing. I mean, because, honestly, two or three weeks ago, I wasn't sure he was even going to be back by the rest of the season. It sounded, like, catastrophic. So, it is nice to see him get the suit back up. Uh, The next game uh, on the docket here is the New England Patriots taking on the New York Jets. We've seen it a thousand times. We know how this game's going to end. Let's all just, we don't need to give this the time of day. Let's be real here. Unless somebody thinks we should, but I'm picking the Patriots in this one. I don't even think it's going to be close. That's that to me. Pats is by Dar- 30. Is Darno starting or is it still McCown? Uh, I think Darnold's back. Is he not? I, don't I have no idea. I haven't. I, that's how much no, I care he's, about. The, about he, he's it. not back. I think it's McCown again. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then it, it might be the Patriots by fifty. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> as long as as long as three of the touchdowns go to Josh Gordon, I'm fine. Uh, but no, uh, yeah. We don't have to listen to JJ's biased ass uh, Jets. <laughs> I know. I breakdown. think I think even he would begrudgingly admit that the Patriots would not 
would would not lose this game. And he he I think he's kind of obviously he's conceded the season, but to be fair, the way the season started for the Jets, uh, for the Jets and the Lions, I'm sure Vinny remembers. Uh, they look like world beaters after Week One. I thought for sure the Jets <laughs> yeah, were going to be the best team in the league. In my nightmares. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, after that, I could understand why a Jets fan may be optimistic, but obviously not having their young, your young and up and coming quarterback, Darnold. Uh, McCown is not what he was last year. He was pretty fun fantasy wise last year, but it is not like that anymore. The Patriots are gonna are gonna slaughter this. It's not even gonna be close. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, who are on the up and up with Josh Rosen and Byron Leftwich calling the plays. Thank you, God, Byron Leftwich. I never thought about it. I never thought I'd say that in my entire life. Byron Leftwich, best thing that ever happened to my fantasy team. Uh, D- David Johnson now is getting a million touches a game because he was there for that Bruce Arians era. Uh, Mike McCoy is gone. Byron Leftwich in. They look better as a team as a whole. However, they're taking on the San Diego Chargers uh, in San Di- or not San Diego. My God, this is honestly. If you go back and listen to everyone on the podcast, I'm still calling them San Diego Chargers, and I and I know I'm not the only one. The Los Angeles Chargers, for some reason, <laughs> they're in L.A., uh, but it is the Los Angeles Chargers taking on the Arizona Cardinals. What do you guys think is going to happen in this one? I mean, uh, who would have thought that it would help to give the ball to your best player more? But uh, Byron Amazing. Left, which has definitely helped the Cardinals a little bit. But the Chargers have been an awesome offense. I mean, obviously the Chiefs are the class of the AFC, but I think the Chargers are the only team that has a puncher's chance at keeping up with them. So I think they'll blow the Cardinals out here. But, yeah, I keep calling them San Diego <laughs> as well. They just they have that same look. You know, they uh, they just belong there. It's so weird to see them gone. It's one of the dumbest moves I've ever seen uh, for a franchise. I mean, other than whatever's going on with Oakland going to LA or, or Las Vegas uh, and then just totally disrespecting and not just leaving right away, I'll give it to the Chargers for just saying, peace out, we'll see you later, uh, and getting the hell out of there and not, like, overstaying your welcome. But they should have never left in the first place. It's literally – it's one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. They don't belong there. Nobody thinks of them as an L.A. football team. And the way the Rams are playing – and, and, and the coverage that they're getting and the, and the superstars that they have, they're the Clippers, man. The, the Chargers are the Clippers, and it's like they're the bad Clippers. And they're, what's sad is that they're good, but they don't, get, they don't get nearly the coverage. Nobody's talking about them. And I don't know. It's, just, it's super weird to me. I, I, they need to go back. They just need to go back to San Diego. They'll, I'm sure they'd be embraced. They just need to get rid of, like, I think it's the owner. Isn't the owner? Is it Spanos? I don't know. But it's ridiculous that they need to go back there. Uh, but I'm picking the Chargers in this one. Uh, Lynch, what do you think, man? Uh, I think the Chargers are going to win. Uh, the defense is really good. I actually heard someone on the radio on Sirius XM on the fantasy thing. They said that they think the Chargers are the most complete team in football. Ooh. And that was that was saying it over, you know, both the Chiefs and the Rams and then also over the Saints, too. Um, they said, you know, getting Bosa back is big. Um, so I'm interested to see how Bosa plays this week, you know, coming back and not being as limited as last week and, you know, trying to see how good Melvin Gordon really is. If they finally get to allow him to play a full game. That is an extremely hot take. And that's the sound of somebody desperate for attention. Uh, let's be real here. I mean, the chargers are, they're, they're, they're not on the same tier as those three teams. They're a really good football team, and they they are, uh, they are complete in all facets, but not to not to the degree of those other teams. It's I don't even think it's close. 
they could surprise you. Like like Vinny said, there's a chance that it, they could su- shock some shock the world. But I don't think they can do it twice. I think if they if they do knock off the Chiefs somehow, if they somehow made it to the Super Bowl, it I, it wouldn't even be close. I I don't know. I, whoever comes out of the the NFC, I don't even think it would even be a good. It wouldn't be a good football game to me. Um, but I think we're all picking the Chargers here. The Cardinals are on the up and up. They're headed in the right direction, but they're still a pretty bad football team all around. Uh, moving on, the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off that ridiculous win they had last week against the Jaguars when all hope seemed to be lost. Uh, Big Ben, I think, going into like the third quarter had like negative fantasy points and wound up finishing with like 20-something, 25 or 30 almost. Um, taking on the Denver Broncos, who... I mean, they got they got some pretty decent studs on offense. This Philip Lindsay dude looks ridiculous. He's super tiny, and the dude is a baller. However, I don't think anyone's going to pick the Broncos here. Let's be real. I mean, the Steelers are on a mission without Le'Veon Bell. Uh, they've been without him all season, obviously, but they're they're still a, an amazing football team. And then totally on offense, they have they have Juju. They got Antonio Brown. James Conner is doing what Le'Veon Bell did last year, maybe even better. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. No, you don't think so? Obviously, he had a bad game last week, but his numbers are insane. And it may be the fact that they were just, like, force-feeding the ball just to say F you to Le'Veon. But I don't know. I think they are they surprised me. At the beginning of the season, I thought the Steelers were going to be one of the worst in the AFC. That's That was my feeling. I feel like this is one of those low-key, sneaky games the Broncos could win just because I, I'm pretty sure Big Ben's trash on the road, right? That was a road game <laughs> last week where he was pretty bad. And- yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they have that pass rush with Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. They could give him a lot of trouble. So, uh, not that they have a great offense, but like you said, they've got Philip Lindsay and like Emmanuel Sanders and stuff like that. So, you know, it could be a sneaky game. I'm still taking the Steelers, but I'd be on the lookout for a Broncos win. Okay, I thought you were gonna do it, man. I was waiting. I was waiting. I thought you were gonna say. Nah, I thought you were gonna say Broncos. I can't commit to it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lane? I, I'm I'm along the same lines as uh, as Vinny there. Um, the only reason I'm not going with the Broncos is because Vince Joseph is awful. Okay. And I don't really know if he knows how to coach a football team. All right. That's fair. That's really all you got to say. Yeah, there's some, obviously, throughout the season have been some questionable decisions. Uh, but, yeah, the Steelers are rolling right now. They're, they're coming off that win last week. I think they're they're relieved, and this is just going to be like they're going to have some fun in this one, I think, um, as, they, as they play the Broncos. It's in Denver, but I, I really don't think that matters much. So, uh, unless ben, Big Ben does show up and is trash on the road, which there, I mean, yeah, the splits are there. You can see it. He does play worse on the road, but I think it's still the Broncos. I don't, they're not an amazing football team by any means. So, uh, speaking of amazing football teams, the Miami Dolphins taking on the Indianapolis. Indianapolis. I don't know what what was that. Indianapolis. Can't speak. Indianapolis Colts in indianapolis uh the miami dolphins look like they're gonna get ryan Tannehill back this week i don't know if that's an upgrade over osweiler or not uh but the the way the colts have been playing andrew luck has been red hot uh vinny of all people knows that uh, firsthand after getting burned last week by carson wentz over andrew luck uh what do you look to see from this one vinny uh i mean i've been really impressed by the colts offense frank reich had really proved himself last year in philadelphia and he's doing it again in indianapolis i mean outside of luck and hilton they don't really have like crazy good weapons and he's they've been putting up like 30 points every game it seems like so i'm looking for that to continue this week uh obviously i'm not sitting andrew luck on my fantasy bench anymore so he's 
he's starting for me, and uh, I'm going to look for him to throw probably like three touchdowns this week, and they're going to roll to an easy win, I ha- think. Hasn't he thrown three st- or three touchdowns in like seven straight or something like that, or eight straight? I don't even know what the number was, but it's something been like- crazy like that. He's got like a 15 to one touchdown to pick ratio over the past like two months or something like that. He's been on fire. Yeah, he's crushing it. And you know what? T.Y. Hilton blew up last week finally, and I've had him on my team for a little while. I, I wound up getting him, and he- he's thrown up a couple duds. He was out for a little bit. Uh, I'm glad to have him, but I, I'll be honest with you, trade deadline, I was looking to move him, and I, I, I just, I don't know why, looking at the rest of the season schedule, even though he did what he did against a really good uh, Titans team, the rest of the season schedule does uh, does kind of scare me a little bit. I mean, he he faces a lot of good corners, and if, if the last game I'm, it did relieve, relieve me a little bit of some of the worries, but moving forward, I was, was more than willing to trade T.Y. Hilton, I'll be honest with you. Um, not necessarily to Reggie, who was trying to gouge me for Hilton and Green for Tyreek Hill on a bye week. But uh, I am excited moving forward to see how this offense goes. They're, they're, they're hitting on all cylinders. Marlon Mack, uh, I don't know. He had those two, those two really good games before the bye week, uh, and then he came back out of it, and it looks like they're just more than willing to use all – like they have three running backs. Like Wilkins had a pretty good uh, game last week, had a pretty good touchdown – uh, Hines is still getting some some reps, and it is kind of a crowded backfield. If you're the Marlon Mack owner, uh, Nick, at I say at Nick at the top, I, I kind of hope all of his people get in the running backs by committees. Um, but anyway, I think the Colts wind up winning this game. The Miami Dolphins, w- especially with Tannehill, I don't think that makes them better. I don't know what it is about Osweiler looked pretty decent while he was playing, but um, I don't think Tannehill makes them better. I'm picking the Colts for sure. What about you, uh, Lynch? Uh, I'm gonna pick the Colts as well. Um, I just don't really know how good the Dolphins are, and I feel like all their receivers are banged up. Um, saw that they lost Jakeem Grant to this for the year, and he, you know, he kind of stepped into that Albert Wilson role. Um, I was waiting for them to bring back Brandon Marshall instead of the the Saints, just because they need someone to throw the ball to. Um, and Frank Gore just keeps chugging along, too, so I don't know how long he's going to last. He's going to be in the NFL when my kids are watching NFL, and I don't even have kids. I'm just saying, he'll still be plodding around somehow like bionic Frank Gore. I'm excited to see it. But, yeah, it is it is interesting to see him uh, do that. And for people who drafted Kenyon Drake, they're wondering what the hell's going on. Please, Frank Gore, go away, you old, old man. You're ruining all my reps. Um but isn't Kendrick Drake, Kenyon Drake hurt? He might even be hurt, I think, for this game. I don't even know what's going on with that. But I don't know. To be honest, I'm not really following a lot of the Dolphins' inner workings at this point because, A, I don't have any any investments in the offense, and, B, I don't want any investments in that offense. Uh, but moving on, I think we're all, we're all pretty much unanimous on the Colts here. Moving on to Sunday night football, Green Bay Packers taking on the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to have to stay up late again and watch – Another late Packers game, uh, which I'm not mad about, but if it ends like the last one did, I'm going to be upset. Uh, but they're taking on the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. Uh, the Packers fan inside of me knows we we must ha- we mu- we should have had we must it was a must have win last week when we lost. Right now, it's like to even have a a, a shot, you need to win. You just have to get the win here. There's it, it a no brainer. You can't lose this if the season's over. But it's either I want us to win or I want us to lose by 50. You know what I mean? At this point, I need somebody to smack whoever's in charge over there. Uh, 
there's not like a, a normal franchise uh, ownership structure with the Green Bay Packers. And in, in two, it does two things. In one way, it's fantastic because it, it just kind of like everyone's accountable for themselves. And, and even the fans are even like have a little accountability involved. However, when it comes for somebody to make a decision, when it comes time for a decision needs to be made, like firing Mike McCarthy, you know, for example, it just they, they drag their feet. The decision is not made. And you know what? It won't happen probably until the offseason. And, and by then, the season's already over. It's just we're wasting Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know what? I could do this all day. I'm just going to stop. I want the Packers to win. I hope the Packers win. I wouldn't be shocked if we lose. Somebody take the microphone away from me. What's, what's going to happen in this one? Yeah, I I feel all those same sentiments, except I'm a Lions fan, so it kind of <laughs> makes me happy at the same time. <laughs> but uh, I last week, I my philosophy was, you know, you don't bet on Aaron Rodgers in mu- in a must-win situation, and they lost. So it yeah. wasn't on him. He looks great. Aaron Jones looks great. Devontae Adams obviously looks as good as he always has. But beyond that, their team is just not good. I mean, they they have a great offense when those pieces are clicking, but their defense is like average at best. And we've seen that it just lets Aaron Rodgers down time and time again. So I'm going to go Vikings here just because I think their defense is really formidable. And uh, it hasn't played that way in some games, but I think it will Sunday night. And hopefully Dalvin Cook gets me more than 0.5 fantasy points. <laughs> so I'm going to roll with Minnesota. Okay. What about you, Lynch? Uh, I'm actually going to go with the Packers, so it might make you a little bit happy. Um, I think the Packers um going to surprise a couple people. Um, I honestly haven't been impressed with the Vikings as a whole, and I, for one, wasn't the biggest fan of the Kirk Cousins thing um, because I don't necessarily think Kirk Cousins is worth all that money that they paid. And I think he was a product of, you know, having to throw the ball in games where they were trying to come back in. What Jameis is doing, what Fitzpatrick is doing for the Bucks this year. You know, they're setting records for the Bucks, but it's because they have to throw the ball so many times a game. And I feel like that's what Kirk Cousins did last year in order to get paid. And yes, you know, he's throwing the ball to Diggs, he's throwing the ball to Thielen, but that's not how they're going to win a game especially you know now in november and december they have to run the ball when they have two pretty good running backs you know latavius murray is adequate and you know he gets the job done and they have you know an explosive running back in dalvin cook they just need to use them yeah no i agree with that i think you're right i i mean well i don't know about so much the kirk cousin thing i i do think kirk cousins is a good quarterback uh I, i don't think he's worth being the, I mean, the, the amount of money he got paid is ridiculous to anybody. Uh, I mean, it, he, I don't know. That that mixed with the Garoppolo thing. Garoppolo didn't even do as much, but he got a buttload of money. It's just the nature of the beast, I think, with the quarterback position in the NFL. If you feel like you have a halfway competent quarterback, just pay him a buttload of money, and that's how you win, I guess. I don't know. But I, I do agree with you. The running backs do need to get more involved, and it may be the fact that their offensive line is butt cheeks, um, but – they they need to make more like like Vinny said more than 0.5 fantasy points for Dalvin Cook. They need to be able to produce something to take some pressure off of that passing um passing attack with Cousins, Diggs and Thielen. Um but yes, I I I can't I'm happy you picked the Packers. I think you shouldn't have. Um I would not be shocked if the Vikings win this game. 
Uh, I would I would be shocked if the Packers win. I don't know why. I'm just it's to that point in the season where if Mike McCarthy, there's such a rift between McCarthy and Evans and or not Evans, Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, that it's it's noticeable. Like if you watched any of the Packers game last week, every single time there was like a we were calling pass plays. I don't know. He has he has some ability to change the play at the line. Obviously, he can't do it every single time, but. I don't know, man. Every time a play failed, every time something happened, like he would get sacked, and you could just see it. It was I don't know. It it's, it does fall on Aaron Rodgers. I do think some of the blame falls on Aaron Rodgers, but there's definitely a rift where he's just like f this. Like I'm done with Mike McCarthy. I don't want to be there anymore. It, it you can see it on his face. And if that's not the case, then I mean I'm just spreading propaganda. But I genuinely feel like there's a rift there, and that needs to be fixed asap. Uh, I hear Bruce. By the Ar- way, what? they're zero and five on the road this year. So who's that? There's always that. The Packers. Oh, perfect. That's there you go. <laughs> I'm I'm so excited to watch this game this weekend. Uh, I hear Bruce Arians is looking for a job. I honestly wouldn't be mad. Okay, so if you know if McCarthy wants to you know get the hell out of here, well I'll, I'd bring in a Bruce Arians. I'd be happy with that. Uh, anyway, moving on to one of the worst Monday Night Football games I think I've seen in recent memory. Even though I don't know why, I, every time I see the Titans, I say it's the worst game. But there's still a pretty good football team. They're just not fun to watch. I don't know how. I don't know how they're in these games. I don't know how they win some of these games. But it is the Tennessee Titans taking on the Houston Texans on Monday Night Football. Give the Titans some more primetime games. I, I love it. Uh, but I'm going to take the Houston Texans in this one. They're freaking hot fire right now. They look amazing out there. And uh, I don't. I don't really see how that's going to change on Monday night. Yeah, I guess I just read this thing where Marcus Mariota said he can't, he doesn't have full feeling in his arm from the <laughs> nerves. So, wonderful. Uh, yeah, if he doesn't play, then they're in real trouble. Like you said, the Titans are super boring to watch. Like, just little dump offs to Deion Lewis and three yard runs with Derrick Henry. Like, whew, three. that's rough, especially after watching offenses like on Monday night. Yeah. So, yeah. I think the Texans are going to just absolutely destroy him. I think three-yard gain was a generous uh, it was a generous <laughs> give to Derrick Henry. Every time I see him get the ball, he falls he falls forward for maybe one or two. Like He's literally always falling. I've never seen him get ahead of steam this season. Anyway, uh, Lynch, what do you think is going on with this one? you think the Titans might pull it out, or are you on the on board with the Texans? I think the Texans win um... – and as a Dion Lewis owner, I have no idea what in the world they are doing. Um, going into this year, I expected Dion Lewis to, you know, play that kind of role he played in New England, where he caught some passes out of the backfield every now and then. And then every now and then he would get, you know, five, six rushes here and there and, you know, get 30 yards on them, you know, get five, six yards of carry. But they're giving him the ball, like, 15 times a game and I'm waiting for him to just break and you know that could happen with a J.J. Watt tackle J.J. Watt could just break him yeah well he's luckily for you he's no Chris Thompson he's not made of glass uh and I guess that must have transferred from uh Jordan Reed to Chris Thompson this year that disease so I wonder who's going to get it next year I don't know uh for the Redskins at least anyway yeah the Texans I think are going to run away with this one I think it's not compared to last week's Monday Night Football oh my gosh the ratings for Monday Night Football—they're probably—they're probably upset that this is the next game following that because everyone, it last week was like sky high at peak Monday Night Football, and they're going to come back to this one, and you're going to see the Titans put together whatever it is they do on the football field. It's nothing near what what it was last week, and it's just going to be pretty embarrassing for the NFL. But uh, picking the Texans there, and that will wrap up Week 12 in the NFL. 
Um, hopefully, you know, we're all right. Somehow we're all right. So every game would have to be a tie, and we're all, we would always be right. But uh, it was fun to wrap this up. I think that, that some of the matchups this week are going to be pretty close, um, but it does seem to be a, a few turds in here. Thanksgiving is going to be fun. I'm excited to get to see some family. I hope we all take some time and just relax and uh, and enjoy that day, which whether it's already happened or not, I don't know when you guys are listening to this, but uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you so much. And be on the lookout for the Get to Know the Chunkers podcast, which is coming out this weekend, which is the weekend after Thanksgiving, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, so that's going to be a pretty fun little project. Keep an eye out on our Facebook website, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all at the Chunk Pod or thechunkpod.com. Uh, Vinny, Lynch, thank you guys so much for hopping on here. And uh, we'll see you guys this weekend for the Get to Know the Chunkers podcast. Can't wait to see you, boys. See ya. See ya there. See ya.